It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. Part 19. I start meeting women from home. Swiping during the pandemic was ego-boosting because I matched way more than ever before. I usually cast a wide net to capture matches several years older than me, but with sex-starved pandemic women, I could streamline my search to my age and significantly younger. I matched with many college students, which led to incredibly sexy conversations and an accumulation of seductive photos. Unfortunately, these conversations fizzled out fast when I said I wasn't willing to meet in the throes of COVID-19. I thought I was ready, but maybe I wasn't. I really just wanted to replace my Sunrise Coffee Chats. The college-aged women would insult me, accuse me of being gay, and then unmatch as quickly as they had sent their steamy media. I turned the age filter back up and matched with two unique women, Scout and Kasumi. Scout was a 40-year-old woman whose body was stunning beyond words. I didn't get a good look at her face right away because she sent two styles of pictures. She sent nudes with her head cropped off and highly filtered face photos with animal ears. She spoke very disparagingly of herself, but I convinced her to send an unfiltered portrait. Turns out Scout was a normal, attractive woman. I suppose she was self-conscious of a crooked smile and wrinkles exacerbated by smoking, but nothing compared to what cigarettes had done to Tammy. I was really happy with Scout. And after she was comfortable with me, we did lots of video chats. Unlike my Sunrise Coffee chats, Scout tended to call at night. She started our first video chat with a cigarette outside, then she propped her phone up in her bedroom and got naked on her mattress. She asked me, am I blowing your mind right now? Video calls from Scout became frequent, and I at times felt overwhelmed. If I just didn't answer, she'd text me to either ask when I would be available or if something was wrong. I wanted to stem back the video chats, but again, Scout was nice and fulfilling a need. Scout was in a similar line of work as me, or at least when I'm employed, but still meeting with little children from her caseload. Despite COVID, she was still visiting in-person daycare and providing hands-on behavior coaching. She said what she liked about me was that I was nice compared to the men that abuse her. What? Apparently, she met up with lots of men who only wanted to have sex in their cars while parked on her street, and, surprise, that never led to anything meaningful. I couldn't climb inside Scout's head, but to me, simply not meeting men like that would be an easy filter. Still, she constantly referred to herself as a slut, and then footnoted that she hoped to meet somebody nice. Finally, Scout pushed for an in-person meeting between us. She knew my hesitancy and procured a negative COVID test in advance of my protestations. She wanted to come to my apartment, 
with which she was already familiar from video chatting after she got off work the next Friday. She proposed a sleepover date at my place, which should include baking me a cheesecake, wearing an outfit I would request in advance, and then staying up all night playing my old school video games. I mean, for real, that sounded like a hell of a deal. Scout was a dream. I just... I just didn't want her bringing COVID into my life after I had successfully avoided infection for so long. Sure, she was negative now, but that test is only as meaningful as the day it was printed. Scout still had to visit daycare until Friday. I guess because I like the attention, I told her yes, with my home address forthcoming, watched her bake the cheesecake over video wearing just an apron, requested the sleepover outfit include a thong, and set little goals for our old school video game marathon. I did all this knowing I would wake up Friday morning and cancel. I did feel guilty leading her on, and guiltier yet when she told me she went shopping for a thong since she didn't normally wear them. The morning I pulled the rug out from under Scout, I simply said I wasn't going to send her my address after all because I reconsidered her job duties and wasn't comfortable with the risk. She expressed disappointment, but not anger, that came later, and followed up with photos of her outfit, which she modeled from a daycare bathroom. She did look hot as fuck. She also teased that I would not see the thong, and then later complained that she was even stuck wearing the thong. <laughs> Scout Video called me that night, as usual, just to chat as we normally would, but she peppered the conversation with questions about whether there was anything she could do to make me comfortable with the risk. She even proposed we could wear masks during our intended sleepover date. This is when I decided to engage in a lie that might turn me on. I decided to tell Scout that while I was scared of catching COVID because she works with children and meets men in parking lots, the real reason I psyched myself out of letting her spend the night was because I was sexually inexperienced. In fact, I was still a virgin. What? That's not true, exclaimed Scout. She continued in disbelief. How is that possible? My heart raced in our most recent video chat leading up to this moment. She showed me her breasts, rubbed them, and asked me what I would be doing if we were in the middle of our missed sleepover date. That's when I blurted out that I had never had sex before. She was stunned, asked her follow-up questions, thought over my answers, then concluded, yes, I should have figured it out. I'm a sure thing, and no man who is sexually active would pass me up. I quizzically wondered if my feelings about not wanting to catch COVID were so unusual that no other man would choose risk avoidance. But it's also really hard from the waves of humiliation washing over me now that my sexy friend thought I was painfully unlaid. Scout got super reassuring, thanked me for being brave enough to tell her the truth, and insisted that she wanted to help me. I got really, really hard. Scout asked if I would show her my penis, and I obliged. She squealed over my beautiful erection. She told me I only lacked confidence and initiative. Scout was so compassionate about this embarrassing development that I felt guilty for lying to her but also really, really, really hard. 
I wanted to come clean to Scout, but the video chats continued and she doubled down on sex coaching me. Scout said she would answer any question, so I submitted a series of absurd inquiries and always got off on her careful explanations. I asked if men having sex in porn yell, you're so hot, because the friction from thrusting continues to heat the woman's vaginas, like starting a campfire by rubbing sticks together, to the point where they can no longer continue to avoid a burn. She told me, no, that couldn't happen due to natural lubrication. Ah, I asked if her vagina was sealed shut by default and she had to consciously open and close it with her mind to urinate or allow penetration and learned that no, her vagina is lucid by default and can dilate when needed. Ah, I asked her if her vaginal wetness was more foamy like soap bubbles, slippery like baby oil, or thicker like petroleum jelly. None of the above. Ah. Scout was blessed with an abundance of patience and always telling me she was willing to come and show me everything I wanted to know. She argued that she should be my first lover because my virginity would mean something to her. I assured her she was my first choice if the pandemic ever ended. Scout finally proposed a compromise. She said my sexual education was imperative to her and that she was sending me a sex toy. She was sending me a vagina sleeve. Scout said she would send me a male masturbator so I could experience a facsimile of sex and then when the pandemic ended, we would finally schedule our sleepover date. I would finally experience, as she put it, the real thing. Scout and I had been video chatting for so long, and she was so sensitive toward me those last weeks as an out virgin that I considered sending her my address. I never owned a pocket pussy before, and Scout wanting to buy it for me added a layer of lust toward the idea of trying one. I said fuck it, gave her my address, and thanked her for her generosity. Scout sent screenshots of the pleasurable purchase, and then over the next 24 hours sent updated tracking information. When she received the delivery confirmation, she waited with bated breath for an update. She told me to send pictures or video if I was comfortable doing so. I'll admit, I enjoyed the vagina sleeve more than expected. Vagina sleeves are amazing, and I became addicted to mine. But overuse and quitting like a fiend swearing off cocaine is another story. The vagina sleeve blew my mind, and I was genuinely grateful to Scout for bringing this treat into my life. I sent her a video of the inaugural voyage, and she remarked how happy this made her before a somewhat snide comment about how she wished I would allow her to participate. Before long, I started ordering condoms to use with my vagina sleeve because doing so made cleanup so much easier. Scout even warned me that I was spending too much time with my new toy and she was becoming annoyed that I was no longer communicating interest in her taking my virginity. Eventually, the frequency of Scout's video calls noticeably dropped and I sensed her pulling away from me. When she did finally call, I asked her what she'd been up to and she sing-songingly told me she had been dating a sweet hillbilly. What? 
Scout told me she had been setting dick appointments with a sweet hillbilly who watches conservative news but somehow still has a heart of gold. She said he isn't the best looking man, but he lets her spend the night at his house instead of parking on her street. Scout said they don't play old school video games, but he enjoys eating her cheesecake and banging her stunning body. She boastfully sent pictures of her bruised butt after she asked him to spank her, and when I said that looked too rough, she just shrugged and said that's how she likes it. I felt unexpected jealousy. Scout suggested she felt relief knowing I still liked my gift so much, because if things continued going well with the sweet hillbilly, she may not be available to take my virginity. I felt embarrassed. I felt embarrassment that exceeded horny humiliation. She sensed I was unnerved, lamented that I didn't risk COVID when she wanted to spend the night, and suggested I take solace in not knowing what I was missing. While she taunted me, I thumbed through bookmarks on my phone until I found the link to purchase my second book and sent her all my published sex stories before hanging up. The next day, I shot awake to the intense commotion of Scout shouting and kicking at my front door. Aw, hell. She had my address after ordering the vagina sleeve. Scout raged at my door for a couple hours, but since I didn't have anywhere to be, I let this attempted confrontation turn into a standoff of a couple hours more. I think in total, Scout spent four hours yelling at my door. Well, she didn't yell the whole time. She took several breaks where I thought she had left, but I could peer through my blind and see the top of her head, which meant she was just sitting. For a while, she even broke out into song. She blew me up with texts and calls, but I never answered anything because, from the point of hanging up last night to now, this was still a ghosting. Her being on my porch didn't change that, but I was worried my reputation in my 1970s brick apartment complex was taking a hit. Finally, she wandered off, but I needed another day before I felt comfortable going outside to empty trash or check the mail. Scout was never heard from again. Just kidding, she sent me random boob or butt photos for the next several months before giving up. When I noticed the longest stretch of not hearing from her, I looked her up on social media and she appeared to be in a happy relationship. And that made me happy. Okay, so the story with Kasumi is nearly identical up until actually meeting. Kasumi was a hospital supervisor and assured me that she had to take a daily COVID test. When I told Kasumi I was a virgin, she explained, hell yeah, come spend the night so I can take your virginity. After so many months of carefully participating in the partial lockdown, I figured I could go spend the night with a sexy hospital supervisor who had to test negative every 24 hours. Plus, I hadn't been with an Asian woman before, so I went to Kasumi's huge house hospital supervisor money, and she immediately told me to dress into my pajamas for bed. When I climbed into Kasumi's ridiculously tall bed, she straddled me and yelled, ready for me to take your virginity? And she did, enthusiastically. She was amazing. And I realized no woman now is ever going to provide the sustained virginity shaming I received as an awkward teenager because I had grown into myself too much. That good humiliation is no longer within reach. For a few more times, sex with Kasumi stayed very fun. I'd wake up at her house alone because of her important job and shower with her hundreds of expensive shampoos and creams. But then something weird happened. 
Kasumi, despite being a hospital supervisor, started talking hillbilly nonsense about COVID being a fake, overblown threat that everybody is scared of for no reason. She even talked about dodging half her COVID test because she didn't believe the virus could hurt her. Apparently, all those deaths had other explanations. Eventually, I lost the ability to get hard for her. So when I woke up one morning to Kasumi having left me my own house key, I responded with a treasure map to help her find where I buried it outside. I went back into hiding for the rest of the summer. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com.